When Muriel thinks back to the catastrophe, she remembers the initial whispers of confusion and concern as Belse saw neon green fire rising in the distance, engulfing the nearby forest town of Ketrai. She remembers the second of dead silence when Kerr appeared overhead, so large he blotted out the sun. She remembers the screams that came after, the deafening explosions of homes being ripped apart by magic, the smell of blood, and the taste of dust. She remembers the weeping of survivors sifting through rubble long after Kerr had moved on to devour another city. But most of all, she remembers the faces of the injured, who knew they weren't going to make it. The eyes that begged her to stay a while, because they didn't want to die alone. That desire, she would later realize, was the first thing she'd ever seen a mortal and a dragon have in common. Welcome to the Underground, a part of Roll for Your Lives. Uh, I am your host, Dustin, uh, host and GM, and with me today is uh, Shane, controlling the character of Noel. Hello. Uh, also, Tal, controlling the character of Rick. Hello. Mitchell, controlling the character of Mortimer. Oh, howdy. Uh, Ty, controlling the character of Cordelia. Hello. And Kevin controlling the character of Rune. Hey, hey. And uh, it's been a while. It's uh, been a while. Technical difficulties. Everyone I know always wants to do that. Been a while thing. (laughs) Whenever we say that phrase. It's it's real weird. It's unescapable. Yep. Uh, But yes, um, because of technical difficulties partially and also scheduling problems... uh, yeah, we kind of had to wait a month before doing this next part. But uh, to, refresh, to, to refresh everyone's memory, uh, when last we left the party, uh, you had uh, gone looking for a man named Fulchem Rebic, who was a wizard studying the dragon corpses and trying to figure out what their deal was and possibly how, uh, how your dogma powers work. Um, he was he had gone missing, and you found he had been abducted by a man named Vincent, who was a particularly uh, zealous member of the Church of Tiamat. You rescued him uh, from Vincent, as well as discovering your own dogma powers in the process. Well, except for Kevin. He hasn't discovered his dogma power yet, but I'm sure he'll have a chance. Um... And you are on your way back to deliver Fulcham and Vincent to the guild leaders. Uh, also, um, I went over this before the podcast started, uh, but I should mention it for people who are listening, those of us who actually care about the lore, capital L-O-R-E, lore. Um, I have made a slight retcon uh, in the previous episode I said that Mondanu was the only dragon corpse that was not being, um, that was not decomposing. Uh, I've decided to change that to Nusku. It's a weird, I promise that change will make sense. 
I promise there's a reason. Um, but anyway, if you let's, say so. let's get right to it um, and begin with you guys um, walking back to uh, where the, um, I believe, yeah, you all met at Fleiss's. Um, at the at Nusku's Guild Hall, so you'd be walking back there. Uh, however, Muriel comes along and sort of intercepts you, uh, and she says, "Well, I my lookouts told me you had managed to succeed, uh, and I see they're both alive. Congratulations, professionals. Thank well, you." Well, let's not go that far, Cordelia, but you have impressed me. You did make a lot of noise with that fireball, was it? I I heard people talking about a giant sphere of fire just erupting in the alleys. Yeah, they know about us. <laughs> okay, let's maybe not be quite so flashy. In the future, but we're not all bow boys and girl. <laughs> Can't be all operating in the shadows, you know. But on the other hand, you did succeed, so I suppose I shouldn't be too picky. In any case, uh, we are not actually going to meet, be meeting back at Thusku's Guild Hall. Uh, we're going back to Fulton, Fulton's residence. Uh, to make sure that nothing has been out of place or missing. Because <laughs> who knows That's what probably Vincent, a good idea. Because who knows what, <laughs> what else Vincent might have done. It's yeah, true. who knows what else Vincent might have done. Who knows what Vincent got up to when, you know, he had a lot of time to do lots of things to that that person's Rebex, his house. He could have done anything. Yeah. Yeah. Fulcham has been missing for several days, so... Oh, we were there, and he did lots of things. Yeah, the house is in a pity prad. Bad sitch. Yeah. Alright, well, she escorts you over there. Um, uh, Both Silas and Cordu are there as well. And uh, Cordu slaps Rune and Cordelia on the back and says, Ah! I knew you could do it. I always had faith. Cordelia's sir- just beaming. She's just like, yeah. You serve under me. You succeed. You're destined. Oh, Rune just kind of nods. Silas <laughs> Silas rolls his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and, adjust, and adjusts his glasses. I want you to imagine a kobold wearing tiny, like, cir- like circular-rimmed glasses. All right, I've got Poss- that in my mind. Possibly a lab coat. What do you think <laughs> lab coats look like in the underground? Ew. Um, Just a giant sheet of leather with two armholes in it? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, what's the... <laughs> Probably needs a little more defense built in for yeah. experimenting yeah. among the scientific community. Yeah, so... Uh, in any case, um, so hold on, uh, just just to make sure, I I recall the events in the proper order that happened to this door. 
<laughs> this door's seen some shit. So, like, you first bust it. You, I, I believe Rune first, like, Wait, is ripped. This, is this Dustin or Cordu? This is me. This is the or, GM okay. Dustin talking right now. Cordy's got a thing for doors. He's like, all right. Because I'm just because I'm just making sure I know the order of events right, so I can get this role playing properly. Okay. Uh, but run, rip the doorknob off. Yeah, run, rip the doorknob off. Then you went down. Then, uh, I... then I believe Mortimer yeah. discovered his dragon power and fixed the door. And then I think either Mortimer or Noel locked the door. Well, I I fixed the door, the and then in order to, uh, you know, retest, you know, I then formed a hypothesis, and in order to retest, I uh, was going to, to break the door so I could try and fix it again. But I wound up just sort of knocking, like slamming my pickaxe through the locking mechanism and sealing it shut. And oh, at that right, point, yes. I just sort of gave up and left. Yeah, and then Rune just charged the door. No, no, before before down. that, uh, uh, Noel burned a hole through it that, that was only only, only big enough for him. Oh, right, yeah. And uh, then I knocked it down. Okay, I'm glad I went through this because I forgot about the Noel-shaped hole. The Noel hole. <laughs> Noel-shaped hole. The, hey, everybody want to enter the Noel hole? No. 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 I'm no. good. <laughs> No, thank you. It's okay, guys. I've done my research. All right. So, yeah, Silas kind of rolls his eyes at Cordu's statements and then uh, address, uh, clears his throat and addresses the group and is like, So, for the most part, the house looked normal. But this door... I just, I just have a question for you all. Mm-hmm. Was the door, like, here... When was the door like this when you got here? No. Your time is so relative. (laughs) (laughs) Was it like this when you left? Assuming that like this means broken on the ground with a salamander shaped hole in the middle of it. That's a yes. All right, what do you I want from us? We messed up this guy's door. All right. I see. I <laughs> just, I'm, I'm just. Why are we focusing ca- on the door? I'm just cataloging this so I can know what property damage you did, and what was caused by Vincent, if any. So just, Vincent did that. I, 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 I lean all up in that dude's face, and I'm like, write it down. Then write, write it down. It's very dangerous. <laughs> you are the worst police officer. <laughs> <laughs> Noel, you and I are going to have a chat after this, but <laughs> about your use of fire. I, Is that I understood, Noel? I don't see the problem. And as I say that, I make a vape, a sweet vape ring. <laughs> <laughs> Noel, the fact that you don't see a problem is the problem. God, that was so cool. <laughs> This Mortimer and I is like, oh god, this kid's so cool. Yeah, and smoking is really cool. <laughs> That's something Mortimer deeply believes. So um, while you've been having this converse, conversation, Fulcham has gone down into his study to see if anything's gone or missing, and he comes back out and he looks pretty worried, and he says, like, most of the most of my papers are just 
gone. Like, everything to do with the corpses, all the autopsies I did, all the stuff on possible um, possible techniques for influencing and contacting the spirits within those corpses, like, all of that is just missing. Okay, Mortimer's gonna turn to kind of the group and sort of out of sight of his mouth, like, was, did, was that us, or was that Vincent? Did we take that? Uh, Jeez, I hope I hope he hasn't destroyed those. You know, a lot of guys like to, you know, he thought it was her, heretical, her, her, heretical, heretical, heretical. Did you not yeah, make word. copies, Doctor Reebok? Doctor Reebok, this... <laughs> Rebic, Doctor Rebic. I don't answer. Did you not make Reebok. any copies? I didn't think I would need to. This place is. Normally secure. What is uh, R- Rune is going to uh, sort of surreptitiously give Noel a look. Um, that's you know a look that basically says like you know I I haven't forgotten that uh, that you took some stuff and like and not like threatening to not like threatening to to turn him over but just be like. You know, a, a little I know. DM clarif- a little DM clarification, though. Um, the the amount of things that uh, both you and Noel know that the amount of things that Rebic is talking about having been stolen, like, is clearly more. Oh than yeah, what Noel took for sure, for okay. sure. I'm I just want to sure yeah, that was clear. Yeah, yeah. I just want to I just want to make sure that uh, Noel and I are still on the same page. <laughs> You're getting good at this, like, giving glances that say so many things. There's so much behind his eyes. <laughs> he's, so he's, much hidden language. Yeah. Uh, see, I mean, what he's... I want to say here is that Noel is just continuing to leak, leak smoke out of his mouth so that it starts filling the room. <laughs> is that his tell? Like, just like a broken faucet. Or like the salamander flop sweat. Muriel clamps your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. But I, what, what, what I'm going to say... I mean, you can't say anything now. <laughs> she's, clam- she's clamped your mouth shut. Fair, fair. I mean, I'm in... I'm free. So, um... Uh, doctor, is is this information that you have now lost... Can you replicate it? Or is it lost to you as well? Or is the... I'm... What's the... What's the worry? What's wrong? Uh, uh, I mean, I can re- I can recreate most of it. It's not the problem. Isn't necessarily the fact that it's gone, but the fact that someone took it. Well, did we not like you know go knock over Vincent? I yeah I yeah I suppose we could check to see if he has it. I that hope, seems like hopefully a, is, that is where it is. Is is Vince still with us? Uh. Yeah, he uh, he's being watched by a couple of guards outside. He's tied up. Um, let's see. Oh, who wait. who had the uh, Go ahead, sorry. sorry who who had the who had the good rapport with him? Uh, was it Rick? I think it was me. It was magically yes. induced. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember it being a good. 
Singapore, I remember it being like dangerously close to the edge at all times. Mm-hmm. That's just what friendship with Rick is like. <laughs> Who has really good wisdom? Uh, <laughs> Anyone wise in this group? Passable wisdom for a Who has fourteen-year-old really wisdom? <laughs> I have, I have aggressively mediocre wisdom. I've seen some things. <laughs> Cordy says, "Well, worst comes to worst, we can wait for Fleiss to come back from her, from praying to her damn dragon." Have her interrogate him. Hmm. Muriel, do you have any idea who stole this stuff? Uh, oh, sorry. Um, Muriel says, uh, sorry, I'm trying to think of how to word this. I know as much as you do. You were in Vincent's house. I wasn't. Oh, that doesn't really give me a lot of confidence for, like, the Guild of Secrets and Information. <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind that Fulcham was being funded by all of the guilds. I had no reason to take his stuff. We all wanted to share his research. Yeah, so are we, um... Are we? And in, fact, much, and in fact, much of this research has already been shared with us. Are we suspecting some third party? Non-Rebic, non-Vincent? Not, definitely not us. Possibly. I guess that's a fourth um, party. Uh, so another, a, a guard comes out from... Kyle! Who's Kyle? Kyle! A guard Kyle. comes out, a guard Kyle. comes out from Fulcham's study... And says, uh, it's, looks it at was you Kyle. all, lo- looks at Noel, and brings out a sealed envelope and says, This is addressed to Noel? Wait. <laughs> we found it in, we found it under a pile of Fulcham's papers. It's addressed to you. Huh. Whoa. <laughs> And he kind of hands it to you. Wait, is is this happening while my mouth still clamped shut? Oh, Muriel! Oh, Muriel lets her hands off of your mouth. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Right, I open it. Are you opening it? Yeah, I open it. Okay. So you run your finger along it and you open it up and as you take out the paper, like you you accidentally cut your finger on the paper. Oh good. Um and a little blood drips out onto the paper and then vanishes. Oh fun. Fun. Fun fun fun. Would you like to open up the note <laughs> that was inside there? Yeah, sure. Wait, hold on, hold on. I've, wait, I've wait, paper wait. my desk. I can make it fully. Wait, wait, hold on. Please don't cut yourself with that bully. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm. So inside, the note reads, Thank you for lighting my path. Fuck. What does it hey, say? Mayo, whose handwriting is this? I, I don't think I know. If only I had taken... That other ability 
And is there anyone? So M- Muriel asks you, "Is there anyone who'd want to address you? Does this mean anything to you?" No, none I can think of. Maybe a dude I lit on fire. What? <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess in a metaphorical sense, it was it was a lot like a, a coming. Just the guy moment. changed he, his life and got, got him bur- up the streets. Some of those classic "thanks for killing me" <laughs> letters. <laughs> so at this point, um, a uh, a dwarf um, opens the door, comes in. He's wearing uh, a uh, guard uniform uh, of, um, uh, sorry, of uh, Shala colors, and. Uh, he says, oh, uh, uh, pardon the interruption, but uh, Cordu just wanted to tell me, and then he looks around the room, and he sees Cordu, and he's like, how, why are you here? I thought, I thought you were going with Fleiss to the dragons. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and Cordu replies, I, I don't give a shit about praying to dragons. That guy's fucking I'm, cool. I'm all the luck I need. <laughs> and he says, well, I I saw you with Fleiss. You asked, or you were, who, some court you asked me to tell everybody else here that you, would, you weren't going to be at the meeting here. <sighs> And Cordy just kind of like Cordy and Muriel and Silas all look at each other, and then they look to you guys, and they say, "Okay, we need to go right now." Okay, let's go. Yeah. Everything is going terribly. Okay, so they we, so they've been keeping the dragons in a secure location, which they haven't even told you where they are. Uh, it's pretty much only known to the other guild leaders and a few select guards. Um, but they take you over there. And uh, it's sort of... Um, it's it's fairly deep uh, in the heart of... Um, it would be... Um, Kula territory. Uh, sort of... It, kind of in an inside an unassuming warehouse basically it doesn't look like the place where you would keep is it being guarded by top men (laughs) well it was it was they're dead now well that's Uh, unfortunate yeah so as you arrive um there are uh you see a couple of bodies lying on the ground um two elves both of their their blood the blood from both of their bodies are their their corpses are desiccated their blood is gone just completely we know someone who likes to collect blood Rick <laughs> no number one nemesis Kyle also Rick yeah I guess Rick also does Rick. too <laughs> yeah who among us doesn't like to take someone else's that's blood that's a fair that's enough good. guess hmm. Oh shit! So I know that we are with like uh, you know 
uh, cream of the crop guild masters right now, but should we be like mm-hmm. <laughs> doing something more than like walking up like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> sure, sort of absolutely. like rolling. <laughs> yeah, uh, you definitely so can. I was, I was like, kind of looking at wisdom. Someone can like, like size up one of these people and see if they're acting fishy. Uh oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, we know there's a fake Cordu. I mean, I guess uh, we're... Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, uh, Rune is going to... Uh, is going to sort of start searching around to see if there is... Uh, uh, if any of the the people responsible for the elf murder and the, uh, the exsanguination are uh, still around. Oh, exsanguination. I'm glad you remembered that word. <laughs> uh yeah sure go ahead okay um, um so do uh which do i need to roll for that what should yeah, i roll? go ahead go ahead and roll me something i'll give you regardless of what you'll roll what you roll I'll give you a description of sort of what's inside the warehouse and like the surroundings and if you roll well i'll give i'll let you ask the normal questions associated okay with it. so i guess it would be discern realities Yes, it would okay. be certain realities. So that's wisdom, and as we've established, I have aggressively average wisdom. So, <laughs> um, okay. Was this not negative? That's true. Um, okay, so two d six. Yep. Uh, seven. Okay, so seven, which means you take one forward, and. Uh, once I'm done with my descriptions here, you can ask me a question. All right. Uh, so um, aside from the outside uh, where the two dead guards are, um, you open the doors and walk in. And Actually, what? I, I want to interrupt that. As we walk in, I like I like stop Cordu and I said, hey, man, can we chat for a second? Do you want to chat with him? I do. <laughs> I, I was asking. Oh, okay. Sorry, Cordy. For some reason, I thought you were interrupting Rune. Yeah. Um, no, as like Cordy we're going says, in, I like I like stop like Cordu specifically. All right. Sure. Cordu. Yes. Old friend. Guildmaster. Why are you behaving like a moron? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know me. Always too gu- too dumb for my old good. Isn't that what you used to say? Huh? No, I usually said you were far too reckless and would get you and others killed. Here's the thing, buddy. I don't believe you're you. You were too happy. You were too sure of my success. The Are core you do I me? know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The core do I know would never believe I have done this without... Uh, pat on the back and all that. Well, Draw your weapon doing... on guard. <laughs> <sighs> You're a goddamn idiot. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna use my ability to throw down the gauntlet. Will you challenge someone to a duel? Roll shot. Seriously. Uh, yeah. Cord. Cord. There's a very, very easy way to figure out if he's real or not. I know. I fight him, and then I'll nope. figure it out. If he fights like a loser, he's not the uh, There's a much easier way. 
Cordy says, no, no, Rune. I've got this. <sighs> All right. Throw down your go. gauntlet. Give me a roll. Can I uh, aid Cordelia by shouting, go, Cordelia. I don't understand quite why we're doing this right now, but any blow <laughs> against the tyranny of the guilds is a good thing in my book. All right. Ten. Okay, so he already accepted it, though. So you, oh, I guess yeah. you, you don't get to choose two. Damn it. All right, now he's got to fight you. Yeah, pretty much. Let's start uh, with something probably not deadly. Let's not do anything deadly to start off with. Yeah, so he's going to start off and just... He, he's uh, winding his fist back to just punch you right in the gut. Okay. Keep, keep in mind, this guy's a minotaur. He's big. Okay, so I'm gonna like try and go fast, gonna go dodge to the right, and then like kinda just poke him a little bit, stab him a little bit, just like slash shing. So you're hacking slashing? No, I'm uh I'm gonna use Arcane Duelist and use Quicksilver to move and like do a piercing attack. Okay. <laughs> just a new guildmaster, I guess. I uh, don't think nine. there's a, don't think there's any risk of that. Nine? Okay. Yes. Are the rest of us just sort of like posting up like it's just some sort of All right. three o'clock in the flagpole? Deal your damage, apply one technique, and your opponent attacks you. So Ooh. what does the Quicksilver do? Quicksilver gives me two piercing to my already one piercing on the weapon, so three piercing. Okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm quickly statting him up because uh, I was not <laughs> expecting this to happen. You did Who not see have? this coming. <laughs> All right. I do two piercing damage. Uh, it looks like it tickled. I mean, it, it, like, there's a little bit of blood coming out, like a pinprick. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, like, uh, you hit him with that pinprick, but then his, and you managed to dodge a little bit, so his fist doesn't hit you directly in the gut, but it does, it does hit you in the side, and he has a very big fist, and he has very big muscles. This is doing, let's see, what does B mean? Uh, regardless, it's two die 10 damage. Uh, B means you roll the dice twice and take the best from That's 22 damage. All right, I'm out. <laughs> I, I go oof, and I go up in the air, and then like right back down on the ground. Cordell, how much HP do you have left? 21 HP total. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that again. <laughs> Rune just kind of like looks at the heap that is Cordelia. Is she alive? And uh, then looks at Cor- <laughs> and then looks at Cordu and he's just like, nice punch. Thank you. And then walks into the warehouse. Rick takes out a little vial, collects some of that Cordu blood. Uh, Mar- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cordelia, Mark one XP. Yeah, that's a failure if I've ever seen one. Um, Cordelia, do you I? <laughs> Do you, do you need some ointments? How, are you? I'm gonna get some. Like, I'm gonna go wrestle around in the uh, satchels. I've got straps underneath uh, Barissimo, like a uh, '90s comic book character. It's got pouches all over, and I'm gonna find um, some, you know, like smelling salts or uh, some ointments. Try and uh, hook our girl up if she <laughs> see if we can get her uh, ambulatory again. Maybe I spit up a bunch of like blood and like green plant stuff. Blah. Blah. I've got some. Uh, I've got bandages, and I've got uh, 
urban poultice uh, if you need some HP restored. <laughs> I'll, I'll take some of that. I'll take some of that. She, she's All right. out of her chest. <laughs> well, it's more internal bleeding than it is. Uh... Yeah. If you just like tighten the bandages tight enough, you'll keep it all together. Just keep it all in there. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm trying to find out the... Uh, I can't remember what you roll or for bandages. I'm not sure either, honestly. I'm scrolling through these <laughs> uh, bandages. Um, okay, it's just... Uh, oh, shit. Well, four damage. He did how much damage <laughs> to you? Uh, all of it? He did all of the damage. 22 damage. Okay, how do you feel do about like the Imhotep look? Just like... <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I just have my whole, all my entire belly covered in like bandages. Okay, yeah, we're gonna get you that like good. Like, oh, I'm thinking of some fight character and some fighter, and I can't remember who right now. Anyhow, um, yeah, let's. <laughs> I'm just gonna like start running around you like I'm TPing Cordelia. <laughs> um, if I can, I want to use like uh, bandages have three uses. Can I use like all three and just like run around and deal it heal like 12 damage sure if you want to okay i mean i, want to get... <laughs> I don't know the alternative yeah that's what it's here for thanks yeah so uh yeah cordelia basically your entire torso now is just bandage <laughs> anyway so rune finally gets to go inside <laughs> and he sees a uh so the way they have this is that the warehouse kind of like it's a normal warehouse on the um sort of like initially and then you take some stairs down and then uh that's where you see like the dragons arranged in a circle um on nice uh fancy sort of bed pedestals um and around where Nusku's corpse and pedestal is or where its corpse her corpse should be um you see a magic circle uh drawn with chalk um it's a I should say actually it's more like a it's two magic circles one place sort of within the other one uh, and there are eight symbols spaced equally around the inner, inner perimeter of the outer circle. So, like, between the two circles are eight equidistant symbols. Uh, and those were drawn with blood. Uh, the, the rest of the magic circle was drawn with chalk. Nusku's corpse is gone, and you can't find any traces of Fleiss or anyone else. So, but the other dragon corpses are still there? Yes. It's just the one that wasn't decaying that was snatched? Correct. You may, and, ask, you may ask one of your questions now from... Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, what here is not what it appears to be? That's not entirely... That's not relevant to this situation. Okay. Um... What should I be on the lookout for? So, I'm going to give you a kind of answer, then I'll let you uh, ask one more, because I feel like okay. the information I'm giving you isn't necessarily worth the hold. Um, so, 
the blood used here um, seems to seems to have. Let's just say there's only one source it could have come from, and it was those two guards on the outside. So whoever uh, whoever was able to do this um, was able to to subdue was powerful enough to subdue Fleiss and uh, had enough time and was skilled enough to ex- kill and extract the blood from the two guards and then draw a magic circle in order to teleport them and the dragon corpse away. So you should be looking for a very powerful mage, which I should note that up until, like, that blood magic isn't really a thing in this universe. Like, it it occasionally pops up, but it is very, very few people actually understand it, and it's considered extremely difficult and complex. Mm, and most sense. just okay. and most people just don't bother. Especially mm, considering especially considering how in order to use blood magic effectively for anything remotely powerful, you gotta kill a lot of things. Which generally isn't, you know, generally frowned upon yeah generally not allowed so blood magic is very rare okay i feel like that would um, be too hard to spend some time with hanging out with rats yeah so you're looking for a a very powerful and skilled practitioner of blood magic most likely some sort of wizard uh i'm gonna call uh up the stairs to uh to rick um and be like Hey Rick, we've got some we've got some bad magic juju down here. Gonna gonna need you to take a look at it. I uh, Rick would like to spout some lore about blood magic. Sure, go ahead. Let's see, I got an eleven. Okay, you can spout some real good lore here. Let's see. On a ten plus, the GM will tell you something interesting and useful about the subject relevant to your situation. Um, so which part of blood magic do you specifically want to know about in this, in this instance? I mean, I guess I want to, uh, consult my knowledge of, like, who, who are the blood magic people? What, what kind of people do it, if I know anybody that dabbles in it? So the ones who dabble in it, uh, typically are not law-abiding citizens, um, Unless they're dabbling in blood magic as sort of uh, for research purposes, in which case, like, the magic they're using is not going to be particularly powerful because, you know, they have... Because they're using, like, small animals like rats and stuff to get blood from, and that can't power particularly complex spells. Um, The ones who do use more powerful and complex spells, those are the ones who are going to be living on the fringes of society or just outside of it altogether, away from any law enforcement, and probably killing people and other larger creatures to get their blood resources. Um, With Considering how densely packed civilization is now in the underground just due to space concerns... Um, because expanding is a lot harder when you have to dig through rock to do it. Um, the number of blood mages was hunted down pretty drastically. Um, so 
though you wouldn't necessarily know of any who or I should say like the the blood mages that say Shala would have on their records they either are dead or in prison already so any blood mages that do exist are uh, either new ones or have been very good at keeping hidden but yeah, they're they're the sorts of people who you will find living far away from the cities. Hmm. I would guess that uh, it, Kyle uh, did Kyle did strike you as a blood mage. Yeah. Kyle. Based on what you saw of the equipment he had in his. Uh, room when you were searching it as well as the setup he had uh, with the corpse and how he used his own blood to create a golem during your fight with him. Hmm, Rick says this kind of reminds me of that guy we met in the cave. What was his name? Kyle? Uh, Are you sure? That doesn't sound right. You know, now that I say it out loud, it sounds kind of off. Uh, it'll come to me. Are you critiquing my NPC names? <laughs> Lyle? Help. I'm just help. trying I'm to imagine... Being, I'm being bullied by my by my players. <laughs> no, I'm trying to imagine, like, Kyle thinks, like, Rick is his arch nemesis, and just Rick doesn't even know who he is. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I think it was... I think it was... I think it was Kyle. Who's the guy? The... George? George also kind of sounds right, though. I think I'd like to maybe speak to some of these dead guards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. I forgot you could do that. I always forget you can speak to the dead. Yeah, yeah that's sure. a great, useful spell. Uh, seven. I need to start considering that more when I put dead bodies places. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be a big deal in this case. Like, it doesn't break anything, but it is something I need to start keeping in mind more often. Because <laughs> it very well could break things in the future if I'm not careful. Okay, so casting. On a 7 to 9, you draw unwelcome attention or put yourself in a spot. The spell disturbs the fabric of reality as it is cast. Oh, good. Or after it is cast, the spell is forgotten. How about you put me in the spot? Put you on the spot? Okay. There's nothing really... Oh. I know what I can do. In order to cast... So, you can... As you're, like, casting the spell, you can feel the dragon consciousness inside you, sort of... Um, it's not happy that you're casting a spell. Oh. It, it sort of recoils at it. Um, and a, a bit of a bit of that feeling leaks into your own mind and like part of you thinks I shouldn't do this. This is this is unnatural. This isn't how this isn't how existence works. Kerr's telling me that. Yes. He- so the Void Dragon thinks necropathy is unnatural. 
the void the void dragon is against anything that uh it believes um stands in the way or corrupts the natural state of existence which is to live to eat to sleep to procreate and to die okay fair enough i disagree um and you have a couple options here you can cast a spell um but the next time you use Kerr's power you will take a dogma i i can feel that Kerr is going to uh enact consequences on me for this by say Kerr sucks so i'm going to do this anyway okay all right, so you cast a spell. All right, uh, so what do you want to ask this guard? Who killed you? It It looked like Cordu, at least initially, but like when when we tried to fight back, like before before we lost before we lost our consciousness, we could see it, it, it. We could see its form shifting. It looked like a man. I, th- I think, bald, possibly. God, that sounds so familiar. Who is that guy? Um. And, anything else? Uh. Hold on. What should I ask him? Folks, buddies, group. Uh, they know, they, uh, they, uh, know, um, hmm. Did he, did he, did he have any kind of a tail when he attacked you? Did you? Any kind of a what? A tail, maybe? Like, you're like, wait, something's up. Before they jumped you, or did you, did he just get you? No, I mean, he came with Fleiss, and they seemed... It, everything seemed normal, so we let them in. I was a little surprised that Cordu was coming here since nice. he never usually cared about the dragons. But what? What? Uh, what did? What happened to Fleiss? What did she I don't do? Know. We didn't see what happened to her. Did she? She didn't attack you. Did she? No. She went. She went through those doors, and then we never saw her again. She is in on it. Mm, Morty is troubled. Okay, ghost. Fine. <laughs> All right, the ghost vanishes. Cordy says, "Well, that's troubling." Yeah, so Cordy, it is troubling. So this Kyle that you met... Oh, God, can, that's his name, Kyle. Yes. Can, shape, can shapeshift? He didn't, he didn't shapeshift, and we were fighting him. He, he did have a strong interest in our blood. He didn't oh. shapeshift, though. One uh, thing you're... What, you did roll an 11 on that spout lore, so I will give you this, Rick. Uh, you, you do know that, like... In order to take someone's appearance, 
like that is specifically a thing that blood mages can do and in fact it's pretty unique to them because the blood is the essence of a person and therefore it is the only way you can mimic them you think I take so much blood then yes so so Kyle would have had to have access to Cordu's blood grandpa do you know about blood have you ever dabbled in blood magic we all went to college morning <laughs> college <sighs> I didn't go when would have Cordu lost blood I mean Cordu is a like he is a member of the law enforcement guild he gets into fights on regular occasions yeah, he's he's not like a he's not like a behind the desk kind of commissioner. <laughs> Rick so is saying this invest- while holding a, a vial of Cordu's blood at this moment. <laughs> yeah, where would you get a where would you get Cordu's blood as he swirls the vial around Swirl in his it. fingers? Uh, so uh, is there any chance you could tell where this what? What's up with this magic circle? Like, are we talking, I don't know, teleporting? It's a teleportation circle, yes. Rick can tell you that. Okay. It's Is a teleportation there... circle. Could, do you know where it goes? Can you, like, use it to teleport us to follow them? Can we reopen the hole or, like, you know, find the uh, last called number from this teleportation? circle well we would need a lot of blood someone just happened to lose a lot of blood right now well actually to be fair he already (laughs) used the blood to draw the the magic circle is still perfectly intact you could theoretically still use it oh okay you gotta break Dahlia. but the issue is that if you do use it and let's say someone decides to um modify or destroy the circle that was connected to it. The receiver. Yeah. Then bad things could happen. Did someone modify the receiving circle? Yes. Okay. We would be lost forever in the internet. So you need both a sending and receiving circle connected to teleport. Well, this kind of, in, in some cases, uh, in some cases, teleportation works as purely send receive. But in this case, um, because blood magic is used as a catalyst, it is a much more complex and powerful type of teleportation magic. So both circles work as send or receive, but both of them have to be intact. Both need to be set up prior to the teleportation. Correct. So now that, I guess, the choice before us is do we, do we risk it? Send the donkey through. He's already fucked up enough. I don't think he can harm him anymore. No! <laughs> I think, uh... Verissimo is cool. unmoved. Cool. Okay. No Minotaur K should go through. I'm sorry? The, what's his name, the Minotaur? Cordu? Cordu, yes. Cordu should go through. God, I don't know his name. Some flashcards Hell no, for you, I am Grandpa. not. I am not using teleport circles. Certainly not one made by a homicidal maniac. Uh, or do this I, is I, on you. 
I don't even like normal teleporters. Hmm. I'll do it. I'll go too. Okay. Actually, no. You guys don't. Don't go. You guys are all healthy. If, no. If one of us gets nuked, it better be me. No, I gotta find out. I gotta... Uh, see, Mortimer is having a lot of... See, Fleiss was like that vice principal that <laughs> you know, Mortimer had a real adversarial relationship with, but the vice principal was just really looking out for Mortimer and trying to, you know, set him on the right path. And they had their disagreements... Does- and they're pranks, but... Dustin, mm. I have a question. Yeah? If I set up a telepathic bond with someone, would that still work through the portal? Yes. Okay. Uh, so we just need one person to go through, and I'll speak to them. Wait. I got a question. Listen, I'm yeah. the most experienced tracker. So if we, <laughs> if we summon the ghost again, then send his dead body through... You can't... Yeah, it's just communication. You can't do it like that. No. <laughs> just deliver All some... Right. Yeah, no, you idiot. Don't you know anything about magic? <laughs> if we summon the ghost and send the ghost through... No. Alright, I, I think I can't might... teleport. Might have well, a solution. The thing is, here's the thing, like, when when he's using that spell, he, spell he's not actually summoning a ghost. <laughs> like, the ghost is not, like, a manifest thing. Fuck it, let's send Rick through that. No, I need. I'm the telepather. Listen, I'm gonna go. I'm cinching up my belts. I'm the only one who can go and like follow the trail. Marty! All right. I don't belong here anyway. In this You're world. Through and be directly under a boulder. As as he walks towards the teleporter, <laughs> I grab his shoulder. I said, "Thank thanks for patching me up. I uh, I may I may have killed your parents." What? <laughs> <laughs> what? when you're gonna drop that? Really? If he dies, he needs to know. Well, Wait. I had different I had different plans for dropping that knowledge, but okay. Fuck. What? <sighs> what? It was, a, you, it, was a, it was like it was like outside. I got too <laughs> reckless, and I was supposed to be protecting them. It was a what? okay. Something may have fallen on them, and it got bad. It got real bad. I killed a lot of dudes, but like everyone, I was supposed to be protecting. So, got, so while while uh. Well, while Cordelia is, is dropping you. his bombshell, uh, uh, Rune is going to just go ahead and step into the magic circle. Yeah, okay. Already Rune, I haven't cast my spell on you yet. Tears are streaming down Mortimer's face. Well, you need to actually activate the magic circle, and I don't think you can do that. Only Rick would be able to know how to do that. Well, oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not trying to go. I'm just like standing in it and being like, "Look, I'm the one who's well, going." That's a lot less dramatic than standing out there where everyone's distracted, both middle fingers up, and teleporting away. You killed my parents? I'm I'm real (laughs) sorry. I was young and stupid. How's Barissimo reacting to this news? Yeah, pause. (laughs) Now you're just stupid. Pause the quest. The quest is paused. (laughs) She killed my. Morty, what would you like to say? What? (laughs) Use your words, Morty. I didn't go to college, Grandpa. I don't have words. <laughs> Cordy just like this is getting very Mortimer, awkward. You're, you're a young man who just went to puberty. You have to be able to react to these things. Now, I, 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 I get down on like one knee. I'm like, I, 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 I can't ask for your forgiveness. 
But, but you can't ask for his hand in marriage. <laughs> <laughs> but as, but as, Tia Matt is my witness. I will protect you to make up for what I couldn't do that day. You will you go through the, the portal to make up for it? Yes. If that will no. please Mortimer, I will go through that portal. No question. You're not going through the portal, Cordelia. Holy shit, how did this not show up in a background check? <laughs> Mortimer just turns away and walks towards the portal and is also standing in the circle with like half the party now. <laughs> <laughs> is everyone just going to go through? I'm just, just shut down go- now. Oh yeah, you guys just go oh, through. Let's just anyway. go through. Everyone wants to go through. If everyone Three goes through, happy. at least it'll be a clean break. Everyone's dead. There's no more adventure. <laughs> also, since I can place a thing in a scene, can I just make the exit there? Can I place that in the scene? <laughs> no. <laughs> because, Listen. because you because you because if it if it does fail, then you won't actually be in the location in order to plant the exit. Listen, wait. Do we It'll be between realities? We don't we can send another trip through like a second shipment of party members, right? After the first. Yes. Yeah, like we don't all need to like get in the test pilot <laughs> seat. It's all or nothing, baby. <laughs> okay, so who is going through? I'm going through. I'm going through. I started saying it before you said it, but I said it slower. Okay, since I'm the one who's going to activate the circle, I'm just going to pick one of you at random. I'm the ranger. That's true. Also, point... you're emotionally compromised. Also, I'd like to point out that Rune doesn't have any dragon powers that we even know about, and so, I mean... Oh, yeah, I want to see that... Mendel power. It's a pretty good power. Listen, I can yeah. create because I have an implicit understanding of my dragon now. Apparently, I, <laughs> I can create you went any tool I need over there. Transmute. This is like my bread and butter. Adventuring into the unknown. Ricky, I hate it here. Lied to me about human puberty. <laughs> I would like to, in one smooth action... Also, I need to get away from Cordelia. Or do something rash. With Cordelia. Kick her into the portal, and then activate it. Oh, you're putting Cordelia in? Okay. Alright, so... Yes. Alright, so... Um... While they're all distracted... Uh, let me think. Do I... I'm not gonna need you to roll for that. Um, what are the what are the specific actions you're taking again? Like uh, telepathic bond, that's free. You could just do that. Okay. What was the other one? Kick her into the portal and then activate the portal. <laughs> All right. Um, give me a two die six um, plus your strength, and then with an additional bonus of plus one since no one's paying attention to you. Okay, let me see what that is. My strength is minus one. Okay. Got that grandpa strength. Uh, ten. Ten. Okay. Yeah, so you shove Cordelia into the portal, then activate it, sending Rune and Cordelia. I can't remember if Mortimer was also standing there. I, don't think I was. Were. You were? Yes. Okay, so sending all three of them through. The three of you 
Um, or should he say, and... the one of us, we've all been fused. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Have you all been looking at Eldritch Moon, perhaps? So the three of you, you can you can feel like sort of... Like, you disappear to everybody else outside, and you can feel like sort of this weird electrical kind of tingling sensation like all around you and between you. Um, and it almost immediately hits you that like something feels very, very wrong that you are starting to be pulled apart at the seams. Cordelia, talk to me. Ow, everything hurts. Rune? Mm -hmm. The dragon inside you wants to act. That sounds great. Sounds great? Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, I feel like things probably aren't going to be getting any worse. All right, so the dragon in you acts, and... Uh, you you feel thoughts coalescing in your head, and those thoughts become a rule, and that rule imposes itself on reality. And that rule is broken teleporters bounce you back to your start. And okay. so the electrical sensation dissipates your uh, bodies go back to normal and you suddenly find yourself standing um, standing in the circle in the warehouse again smelling slightly of burnt vanilla. Mm. Are, are hmm. all teleportations so delicious smelling? <laughs> Says the murderer. I think it's. I think it's just the. Don't one. be so irreverent, Cordelia. <laughs> I think it's just the ones powered How by. How I elf deal blood. with the pain. Increase your dog. Like... All right. So first of all, uh, your dogma is increased by one rune. Mm-hmm. Uh, you now have the power of judgment. When you use this power, you may choose any action. Sorry, I'm still going by the old rules where I had a slightly more specific definition of it, um, mm-hmm. but I think I've decided that. I now want it to be a power that allows you um, to choose to impose a rule on the current scene, and that rule may not be broken by anyone in that scene. Okay. Anyone or anything, I should note. So that is your power. Neat. Uh, Alright. Yeah, so Cordy says... I'm guessing that didn't work. Obviously, it didn't work, Cordu. Not as such. And Silas replies, mm. "I'm honestly, I'm honestly shocked that you're not all dead. I mean, not, not that I'm not glad to see you all alive, but normally, when teleportation spells don't work, there it's pretty final." Yeah. Yeah. What happened in there? Oh. He's speaking up too so loudly about these facts uh, before we stepped in there, but that's cool. Whatever, boyo. I mean, you didn't really give us much time to object. 
We I think we argued about it for like have it. four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they were also distracted by the whole I killed your parents revelation. <laughs> we seem to have a habit of somehow walking away from scenarios that no one's supposed to walk away from. No, but seriously, I feel like we actually need to acknowledge yeah. and go over the fact that Cornelia killed... Yeah, it's pretty lucky that we're walking away from this scenario with Cordelia involved, apparently. <laughs> like, I, I did like... pretty good at the so... last mission, right? Like, oh, okay, that rock fell on you. That was bad. That was mostly I not my like... fault. I feel like going, oh man, that sucks. Oh, Anyways. <laughs> Isn't so, exactly just... the best? Cl- clarify, Cord. Did you kill them, or did you just let them get killed? Ugh. I'd, I'd say I just let them get killed. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Please tell the story. It was pretty messy. Of how you, you killed my daughter. I'm oh. sorry! Very sorry! <laughs> oh, I wasn't that close to her. <laughs> Mortimer was walking closer to to get on like Rick's side to be accusatory towards Cordelia, but at that last comment, just sort of yeah, to be, walks yeah, off honestly, to go. <laughs> honestly, I don't think uh, Rick doesn't seem to be the person that puts value in a whole lot of human lives, <laughs> or you know, lives of other sapient beings. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what Do I meant. People love their grandchildren more than the children. So is this like an Uncle Ben scenario? What was that? What's that mean? I I don't know. Yeah, Star Wars doesn't exist in the future. (sighs) Involves a lot of jambalaya. Listen, that plan didn't work. Let's get out of here. God damn it! (laughs) Yeah, let's let's have all of these conversations somewhere that's not surrounded by dead dragons. Conversation somewhere that. Cordelia is not. Lit them on, shot them on fire with lasers. No. Although there were All lasers right. in the fight, it was very cool until. Cord. Went bad. Shut up. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So Muriel interrupts you all and says, "Okay, so clearly, if the teleporter isn't going to work, we're ha- we're going to have to do this the hard way. By hard way, I mean you're all going to the surface." The surface. The fuck you just said. It seems pretty clear to me that the person who both stole the documents in Rebek's room and kidnapped the dragon's corpse and kidnapped Fleiss was, uh, is very interested in the remaining dragon body, the dragon corpse of Nusku, and also Tiamat. And whatever he's planning on doing with it, he can only do on the surface, because that's where Tiamat's corpse is. At least according to Vincent, and we have no reason to believe that it somehow went somewhere in the meantime. So we go to Tiamat's corpse now? Yes, you're going to go up there, and you're going to get that corpse before he does. But isn't the surface... Gotta catch that corpse. Yes, it is. Correct. I mean, it's no, very I dangerous. Can't be that bad Brismo was there. But since clearly, as you have informed us, you are very good at walking away from certain death scenarios, I'm sure you should be able to handle it. Yeah, we can handle it. Yeah, we can. Fine. 
Good, it's settled. We're gonna break for the... You'll all get a good night's sleep. Then in the morning, you're gonna go up there. You're gonna... Get that corpse. Save us from this madman. And you're gonna save my friend while you're at it. Hey, Mira, you know what they call the surface down here? What? The surf ass. <laughs> Rune just walks away. Sometimes I wonder why I hired you. <laughs> that was a great one, Rick. I You're kinda, hilarious. I kind of feel like you're not shaving that friend. Uh, kind of feel like that's a kind of a willing partnership. There. Ex- ex- excuse me. Would you like to? Would you like to say that louder, lizard? Smoke starts billowing out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Muriel clamps her hands down on your mouth again, and she leans in, and she whispers in your ear, If you say anything else about Fleiss like that, I will gut you. Don't think I won't. That'd be two for two. Guild leaders mm. gunning our people. Huh. I tried. So, uh, so they were a thing, huh? That was supposed to be a bit out of character, but that's a lot more fun. Yeah, she lets go of your mouth and then walks away. I'm trying to tell y'all about these guilds. Her walking, her walking away probably looks really, really rad considering the room's currently filled with smoke. Probably, yeah. It's all swirling around her. Yeah, these guild leaders suck. What kind of security they have for the most important thing they had in their possession? Two guys. Two elves. No names. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Is the elves supposed to be an important part? Are elves, like, really shitty security guards or something? <laughs> Evidently. Yeah, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, Elf got resurrected. These are best men. These were people who were guarding a like a bunch of gods. <laughs> you should put your best two elves. They got defeated by a guy who got defeated by me falling. Kyle of all people. That kind of wasn't you. Eh, I put that was kind of the power of all the dragons combined. Yeah, but I think it was using you as a vessel. Let me put it this way. In that scenario, you were the wand. The you wand weren't the wizard. The wizard. You weren't, you weren't the wizard. You were the wand. The dragons were the wizard. Wands don't kill people. <laughs> dragons <laughs> kill people. Dragons, <laughs> dragons <laughs> wielding salamanders kill, kill people. Let's go ahead and image. Please <laughs> If you see your son in ownership of an unregistered salamander, please contact him. <laughs> Mortimer's going to hop on Brissimo and with intensely furrowed brow mosey on out. It'd like a dramatic mosey, though. <laughs> off into the, the snow, most dramatic off into mosey. The yeah. Yeah. Rune is already on his way to the nearest drinking establishment. 
Cordelia just kind of fo- just kind of follow through and crestfallen. Yeah. Where is Rick going? Uh, Rick is actually secretly uh, very mad at Cordelia, <laughs> and uh, also goes to a different drinking establishment. I see to watch away sorrows. Where is Noel going? I think Noel is going to be the only decent person here and go with Mortimer. <laughs> That's a very high opinion of yourself. Uh, yeah. Ruin no, got the power of judgment, Noel. It's true. R- Ruin was declared the, mo- the person most capable of judging others. <laughs> Alright, so you're going to go with Mortimer? Yeah. You guys going to have a chat, or just going to kind of be... I think we're going to have a chat. Awkward silence. I'm going to be as edgy, bad... (laughs) Just be small and sad together. I was going to say I'm going to be a bad influence, but I feel like that already exists. I mean, his grandfather is Rick, so... Yeah. Yeah. You should be really mad at the person that killed your parents. Nope, I'm, I'm already there. <laughs> I'm already there. I think I'm definitely going to try and like keep extra distance between me and Noel for a little bit before I get worn down. I'm trying to be very just a uh, petulant teenage boy slamming my doors, storming around. <laughs> Then I'll go, finally go, because I'm not really, I don't think Mortimer's really heading anywhere in particular. Just off to go wander, find some alleyway, pull out some tobacco. I can shan hands in pockets. (laughs) Smoke half a cigarette. (laughs) I can show you. Yeah, that'll be sweet. but you're a teenager smoking tobacco for the first time, so you're like, ugh, ugh. Yeah, well, I grew up, you know, in the mines and prospecting country where everyone's just, like, breathes tobacco, like liquid tobacco. <laughs> and so it was something oh, wait, that was... So it's vape tobacco? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess vape tobacco. Uh, and so it's definitely, like, been a part of it. But now this is the first actual occasion where we pull it out and I'll do the conciliatory or the, the gesture towards Noel, who's been tagging along behind me, like, got a light. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm ready. It's about damn time. Noel makes the smallest flame he possible, possibly can, which is, the size of, which is the size of a large fist. <laughs> Where Morty gets uh, a leather jacket and goes into his bad boy phase. <laughs> this is where he's deep into Morty's bad boy phase. Spikes his hair. <laughs> and then Noel makes a little cigar of his own. It's out of ash. <laughs> Something beside him. An it's ash cigar? Yeah. yeah. I imagine that's not holding up too well. No, it's not, it's not doing very good, but... Tobacco's a little bit too strong for Noel. Can't do you guys talk about anything? You're just gonna kind of like smoke together. I like tobacco. <laughs> I've to- I've uh, smoked before. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, your uncle Rick, Grandpa, Grandpa, Grandpa. 
your grunkle Rick. <laughs> Look, relations, familial relations are hard for lizards to yeah. understand. He didn't see, seem very supportive back there. Well, he... I don't know. He seemed like Grandpa Rick. I have... This is the most time I've ever spent with him. Oh my god. Did he even help you after Cordelia murdered your parents in cold blood? Like a vicious monster? (laughs) Definitely gets full body tense. Oh no. Uh, No, I mean... Been on my own since. I've been on my own for a long time now. Mitchell? <laughs> What's the donkey's name? Barissimo. Barissimo. How could you forget Barissimo? Because Barissimo hasn't done anything since the first episode. <laughs> oh, he's been doing stuff, you just couldn't see it. You turn to your to your left, and uh, Barissimo also has a small cigarillo. <laughs> uh, he's. I, Does Barissimo I heard from have a leather jacket? Did Barissimo get edgy before you did? <laughs> Barissimo's. I mean, many Barissa, Barissimo's covered in rocks. He's already been edgy. <laughs> Fuck. Do uh, Barissimo even actually have a home? We, yeah, well. Before we got relocated out here, I, I lived. Like my parents, they had a a hole. It was a good hole. I stayed there for a while after they left, and then you know work took me other places. I stayed in the there's laborers' quarters. There's a lot of stuff outside the prison. If you ever get out there. I get out there, but it's not the areas you want to see. It's a bit more trashy. Trashy. I'm not used to trash. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're related to Rick. Holy shit! (laughs) On that. Rick, no, on that, Mormor's gonna ash his cigarette, stand up, and hop on Barissimo. I heard from Rick a little bit. Don't talk about him like that. And then I'm gonna leave. That's a good kid! He's a good kid! Did it? I, fi- um, I finally told him. I finally told him. I said I was going to tell him. I finally told him. Cord, you've got to have the worst sense of timing. 
of anybody I've ever met. It's all or nothing. But, it's all or nothing with me. What? Kind of uh, yeah, I guess it is. And yeah, you did tell him. Nice. Yeah. Did Rune know? Yeah, did Rune know? Actually, I'll leave that up to Rune. I would imagine. I'd imagine Cordelia would have told him. Been like, I'm going to tell him one day. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell that guy. Yeah, I, I think Rune knew. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, Rune is, uh, Rune is going to uh, to buy Cordelia a drink as sort of a symbolic way of saying, like, you know, like, we're still cool. You're, you're an idiot, <laughs> but we're still cool. Cordelia, for, like, all of her talking and her, like, big talking, she just kind of, like, she just nods. Nods, yes, yes, yes. All right. All four of you take one XP for that. Boom. All right, let's see here. So you all, um, you all go to bed after doing whatever. And uh, I guess I should ask, do you guys want to continue or uh, keep going? Because I do have one more thing I plotted up, but I can end it here if you'd like to. Yeah, Uh, I'm down to keep on keeping on. Yeah, I'm good either way, really. Yeah. Yeah. We can keep going. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna go ahead and level up since we're taking a rest. Okay, sounds good. Um. So. All right. So you can do that while I explain what's going on. Um. Yeah. It'll just take me a second. I already know all the stuff I want. All right. So, uh, I will, it occurs to me that I should probably give you all some coins so you can buy resources and stuff before you go on this trip, but since we won't really get it, be getting into the meat of the trip until our next session, I'm not going to worry about it too much. I'll figure out all that stuff because it would make for some pretty boring on-air discussion, so I'm just going to skip it for now. Smart. All All right. All right, so, uh... Yeah, you saddle up. Um, they give all of you um, some ponies, so it's a little easier for you to. Actually, no, I'm sorry, not. Do they give you ponies. Just breeze. They give. They give. They give Rune a pony. They give the rest of you um, donkeys. What the? Because Rune is <laughs> my brand. <laughs> <laughs> because 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 if Rune were to ride a donkey, he would crush its spine. So except for Barisimo, yeah, Barisimo could handle it, yeah. but yeah. So it'll be because it's going to be a long trip. Um, and you pack up your mounts, your steeds, and they give you a map of the nearest exits um, and you start heading to the closest one and for the most part it's a pretty uneventful journey um, you're able to take a uh, a train at least part of the way there 
Uh, and after that, it's pretty much walking. Um, and there's not a whole lot of interesting. Uh, the, at least for the first two or three hours, you're going through tunnels that have already been fairly well developed, that have been pretty cleared out already. So no real monsters, no real dangers, just really boring stretches of smooth rock and a few lanterns here and there and nothing else. Do you do anything to pass the time? Um, since we, um, we didn't do it at the, uh, the top of the session, like we're supposed to, because I keep forgetting oh, right, yes, your uh, thing. my, uh, my barbarian thing. Um, so if, so if you don't mind, instead of like you asking a question, I would like to volunteer some information sure, that like, is sort of thematically appropriate for what we're sure, doing. Because I can no longer remember which two questions I already asked. So. You want to like, There'll uh, be like a thing, like an awkward silence, and then Rune is like... Starts telling a tale of let me, the land yes, I hail from. Yeah, um, actually, that is, that's a good one. Like, what, what is the place you were from like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's perfect. Um, because it it sort of dovetails into um, what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I said dovetails. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Rune comes from a sort of remote um, outpost, um, and the there's really not a whole lot going on there um, in terms of like there aren't a lot of people and like there isn't um, like it's a place that like it really doesn't have like a super good reason to exist Uh, it's just that most of the people who live there uh, were too stubborn to leave Um, and so basically the only um, like the only real industry in the settlements is um, it's actually positioned pretty close to an opening to the surface. Um, and so what a lot of the, the people in the settlement do is they go up and scavenge off of the surface and like try to find, um, you know, like just, you know, just like whatever might be of value left behind. Um, and so one of the, one of the reasons that Rune decided to leave was like, he basically saw that if he stayed, his life was going to be just, you know, doing these runs up to the surface and, you know, you know, basically like risking his life for what might turn out to be nothing or just junk or, you know, who even really knows. Um, and he decided he didn't really want to do that. Uh, so he packed up and left for the city. Um, so that's why when Muriel was like, you're all going to go up on the surface. He was like, no, I'm not. Um, and so he's, he's agreeing to go along, but like, there's, 
there's a definite like reluctance to um to like the way he's going about this mission sort of compared to all the other missions that we've done before um like there's he he does not want to go up on the surface all right mark an xp that gives me some ideas and is that um is that tale told is this something that he's sharing 100% with the party or in some variation of uh i would say like in some variation yeah. like probably not as much detail but just like yeah. you know sort of sort of like you know getting the point across that he's not super enthused about going to the surface yeah, I, i'm um, going to say that in order to mark the xp for it you'll need to tell them the basic gist of that yeah okay for sure. So, think we'll see anyone you know? Um, the path you're taking is, at least the path marked to the nearest exit, is not on the way there. Yeah. Do we have it? It's, like, yeah, it's, it's a pretty remote place. Do we have any gear, like rudimentary gas mask or anything? I'm gas masks. I don't know. <laughs> no, you. I mean, you don't. You stick don't have moss gas over masks. Mouth, stick moss over a mouse or filter the air somewhat. I don't. Okay, so see, I don't think you're taking the whole Metro Twenty Three thing a little too literally. Oh, we're plague doctor masks. There's not like radiation. I don't know. In, in the traditional radiation sense, like you don't have to. All our talk You don't have to wear hazmat suits. The issue with the surface is less the ambiance and more the fact that there are random anomalies all over the place and the things that have taken up residence on the surface that have leaked in from the abyss are horrifying monstrosities that are efficient, extremely efficient at killing things. All right, see, that makes more sense. Same. All I remember, all I remember from, from our talk about the surfaces was... It's scary, don't go there. So remember small rocks. Here's a here's a poll from Roll for Your Lives uh dedicated listeners. Um Shane, remember uh when you guys went to the town of Dardoon, the place that was covered in snow and was attacked by that void dragon? Fuck. And how shit was all fucked up there? Fuck. That is the, th- the stuff going on on the surface is a much more extreme version of that. Are we going to have to fight Mike, Bla- Mike Blaze again? Maybe. Fuck. You might have to destroy a goat named Mike Blaze. No. No, you won't. I'm, oh. I'm just joking. Why do you have to now answer I, that question? You gotta... Now I kind of want to do that, though, so who knows? Make the small <laughs> Mike Blazes bigger and make the big Mike Blazes smaller. Just a small. hellish goat with four <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Who's also a gnome? Who's also a different goat? <laughs> anyway, That's a good so yeah, <laughs> you continue on, and you're about like, let's say two thirds of the way to the exit now, and the. The sort of the the path, the path starts narrowing, 
Um, but then kind of opens up into a not huge cavern, um, but sizable. Uh, and in here you can hear the quiet, monotonous sound of water dripping from stalactites into a small pool. Um, and there aren't really, there aren't any torches here. Like, all you have to go on are your own, uh, lanterns. And as your, uh, as your mounts move, uh, slowly walk through this area, um, can I get, can I get an order in which you guys are marching? Can I get a marching order? I feel like I'm definitely up front, both on account of being the boy ranger and, uh, uh, Barissimo having been to the surface before. That would make sense. And also it would mean that you, people would be less likely to try and talk to you. <laughs> also that. Um, also us to all get the draft from a cigarette smoke. <laughs> I'm smoking <laughs> so much. Uh yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow behind Morty. Um just because like A, like I feel like out of the people in the party, like Rune is the person least likely to try to talk to him. Uh, and B also, so I can, uh, I can make sure that Cordelia, uh, doesn't, you know, try to make things better, but end up making things worse. Mm-hmm. Like going to try to keep them apart for a little while. Uh, so we can, yeah. so we can, you know, get this, get this done. In that case, then I'm right after him. Like, Rick is directly <laughs> behind Cordelia. Okay, so Noel's taking up the rear? I guess. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. You so, think if I got him a toy, he'd be cool with it? Like, or, like, some money? Or, uh, parents. Where we can hear just, just the slightest. <laughs> just... Just give it some time, Cordy. We'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. So um, yeah, as you're walking through here, um, Noel, you feel like a cold. You feel like a cold kind of breath on the back of your neck. Is that it? Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm just going to light myself on fire with purification. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Is it like... It def- it's like... <laughs> like that's his natural defense. It erupts into flame. <laughs> it's better than... It's better than the salamander's actual defense mechanism that I'm still... <laughs> Dang. Really want to use. Alright. No take backs? Are you gonna are you gonna burn the burrow? <laughs> yeah, I'm in the back. Oh, you guys damn. are all fine. The donkey betwixt your knees. <laughs> oh fuck, I'm on a donkey, aren't I? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just gonna go up like kindling. Am I sitting on a saddle? Yes. All right, he'll be fine for a little bit. 
What? Okay. <laughs> There's a degree of separation. Okay. Plus, doesn't sure. my thing only get rid of really, like, demonic things? The pu purification dogma move? Well, no, actually. What it does is it deals 2 die 6 fire damage to anything you target that ignores armor. Oh, I'm sorry, to <laughs> something evil or unlawful. If It, it does plus 1 die 6 if it's void-touched. Is this like a, a radius that this damage is dealt in? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a giant blast of fire. So, yes. We have, How far away is Barissimo? <laughs> we have at least one evil party member uh, and at least the radius, one void-touched oh, no. companion. The, the radius isn't that big, but if Rick's directly in front of you, that could be an issue. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who said Rick was evil? Wait, hold on. <laughs> Who's, who who has evil alignment? Actually, like, at, does anyone have evil alignment? No, I think a bunch of us have neutral alignment, though, which is not lawful. I'm chaotic. Yeah, I'm not lawful. Okay, Let's, none of you have evil alignment. Think, though. think, think I'm gonna switch right. my alignment to evil after this. <laughs> right, should I just slip off my donkey <laughs> and then do that? Can you like do a cool backflip? <laughs> Alright, I got it. I'm gonna roll off my donkey, land in all fours. And just face this, face what's ever behind me as a flaming salamander. Okay, roll me two die six plus one. Because your dogma's one right now, correct? Yeah. Let me find, let me open a dice roller. I haven't actually had had to use it yet. Are you not evil, Rick? I thought Rick was evil. I'm neutral. Two uh, die six? Uh... Yes. You said plus one? Correct. Alright, so that's 13, 14. Wow. Wait, hold on. Wait. How can you get you 14? Can't roll, you can't get 14 from 2d6 plus one. I rolled 2d6. <laughs> wait, but oh shit. I accidentally put in a modifier of six. Yeah, I was going to say, there okay, we so go. 14 minus 6 is 8. Okay, so... Well, it's a modifier of 1, right? Or no, there's no modifier. Oh, it's a modifier of 1, yeah, so technically 9. But still, how okay. Put, how did I accidentally put 6 down twice? Alright, <laughs> so uh, that means that um, I'm going to offer you a couple things. Hooray! All right, so for purification, uh, so let's see. You're going to choose two consequences. Um, actually, here, let's see. Actually, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, all right. So first of all, are you going to take a dogma? Because if you don't, then... The two consequences I give you may not be nice. Of course I'm taking a dogma. Okay, so you'll only take one additional consequence then. Then. Alright, so go ahead and Wait, roll your damage. Wait, does something get revealed at dogma 2? Yes, it does. Alright. So, uh, I'll deal with that after I resolve this. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, so go ahead and roll me damage. Uh, it's going to be... Three die six. 
plus one? No. No, it's just straight three yeah. die six. Um. No, I actually got an eight. Okay, eight damage. Yep. Okay. Um. So right, you. Uh. You blast. You sort of roll off the donkey and shoot some fire out. Um. But like. You did it real fast. So you kind of like end up sort of aiming it at a little bit at the ground. So it just kind of like explodes on the ground and makes some shrapnel shrapnel fly everywhere. Oh, fun. So I'm going to have you and Rick take, <laughs> let's say, one die six worth of damage. Okay. I got a six. I got a five. Nice. Alright, need to mark. So, on the bright side, uh, the fire very intensely illuminates the whole room. And you see what was behind you. And it is a very pale, like, I guess a foot tall, about a foot taller than like an average human, somewhere around like seven, eight feet tall. It's very thin, very pale, with skin that like it basically doesn't have any muscle definition. Its skin is kind of like almost sticking to its bones. It has a humanoid shape, so head, arms, legs, but. It doesn't really have a face. In, instead, it just has, like, a head with a... Hmm. I guess, I guess you'd say a zippered pouch for, like, a mouth that goes all the way from the top of its head to the bottom. Ah. Something that looks... Yeah, it, like, opens... It opens like a zipper, except... The zipper teeth are like actual, like spiky teeth. Wait, did Gross. you say it was vertical? Yeah, it's going vertical, and also going vertical are like it's its chest. The rib, its rib cage is sticking out of its chest. Um, it's weird because like the rib cage is reversed, so the spikes are sticking out forward. And they're intensely elongated, and it seems to be able to control them. Control the bones. So, like, as you scorch it, like, it kind of, like, scurries back a bit. And you can see its mouth close up, and it's the bones of, like, its attack rib rib cage, like, close around its chest in, like, a reflexive... I must protect myself sort of gesture. Hmm. Hmm. All right, but it doesn't it doesn't stay stunned for long though because um Noel it's going to leap at you 
uh, rib cage out now, like splayed open, um, and it's gonna try and sort of land with its ribs, rib cage, like on top of you. It wants That's you to no get good. in its belly. What are you gonna do? No. <laughs> oh, I guess I should now point out now that you're at Dogma Two. Um, when you're at Dogma 2, you get to choose your consequences. On a 7 to 9, you choose 2. Increase your Dogma by 1, your fire hurts others, or the power fueling your fire exhausts you, and you take a stacking minus 1 on all physical actions, including this one, until you rest. Um, so that was... More dogma, fire damages others. And a minus one to all physical actions. Good thing I don't need physical action. I'm just gonna I be need one right. I just need and, one bad he... I just need one yeah. bad roll. I'm just gonna be like laying there limp as fire <laughs> dances around me. Alright, so what are you gonna do? It's it's trying to put you inside it. Hmm. I think I'm gonna try to use my new Ash ability and use all the new burning fuel fuel around us to make a bunch of spikes coming out of the ground. All right. Which As... I guess would just be which ability is that? What's what's my flame tongue? Yeah, it'd be flame tongue. Yeah, it's just flame tongue. Yeah, let's see, my charisma is now plus three because I'm a big boy. Um, give me that roll. It's ten, <laughs> give me right? That roll. Hungry for rolls. It's it's d ten, right? Roll for your life. <laughs> yes. All right. Sorry, it's been a while. Uh, but that roll, baby. It's two die six plus three. I got a nine. A nine, okay. So, seven to nine, the effect is short-lived, lasting only a moment. Okay, so <laughs> you create the spikes. Um, so I'm going to stab and, it, like, and then it's going to fall on me anyways. You sort of make them high enough that it kind of... Like it sees them come out and it's able to retract its um it is ribcage just in time to sort of block the spikes and like the spikes you create are high enough that it kinda of just lands on them and just stays there, allowing you to sort of get scurry out from under it. And then the spikes dissipate and it falls to the ground. Um and then like, sort of as you're scurrying away, it's going to rush at, um, it's going to rush at Rick and try to put its mouth on your body. <laughs> Has the rest of the party... Because it recognizes <laughs> you as one of its own. Uh, Can the... I hop off and fight it? Has the rest yeah, of the party sure. sort of noticed this, or has this been like uh, a, a silent yes, sort of? Yes, you like... have noticed. At this point... I mean, I feel like... 
scuffle. I feel like the salamander catching on fire was a pretty big <laughs> He's clue always doing as to that. what was going on. <laughs> At this point, you all notice what's happening. It's just me sneezing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hop off my, my uh, burrow and try and cut an arm off. <laughs> Do some serious thing. I'm going to hop off, and I say, I am Cordelia, Thorn of Shala. Uh... Other stuff, I guess. And then I like how, go and I cut how, him. <laughs> how far apart are we that it's like able to rush Rick? You're able to jump down, get in front of him, say all that. So are you, are you using hack and slash or arcane blade work? Uh, arcane blade work to do a messy wound. Okay. Eight. Alright, is... so you do your thing. What does... Hold on. What thing are you using? Uh, oh, okay. void edged. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's void edged, huh? Yep. Yeah. My I, my sword gl- glows dark, and then I sh- attack him with it. All right. So, um, yeah, you hit him. Roll, roll me your damage. I see. Three. <laughs> Three. Okay. Great damage rolls. It's gonna only take. Okay, so what's gonna happen here is you you basically plunge your sword into its body. Like as it's sort of standing up, like opening up his ribcage, ready to go into, ready to attack Rick. You inter, you you intercept it, plunge your sword through its midsection, but it doesn't seem to care at all, and it kind of just looks. You're assuming it's looking at you. It, you can't really notice any eyes, but it just walks forward. Like into the blade some more until its ribs are sort of like surrounding you and like if it closes on you now you're gonna be inside it. (laughs) So maybe don't use a void edge uh, attack against a void creature. While this has been going on, Mortimer has reared up uh, around on Barissimo and is seen that it's been that the monster has been trying to basically eat people like sheep's trying to like close in and like grab onto our our crew so I've been furiously knotting some rope in my adventure gear I'm gonna try and make a lasso and I'd like to kick my heels into Barissimo kick him up to a Max speed. It's not very fast, but... <laughs> Get that donkey into fifth gear. Yeah, instantly I'm revving him up there, and uh, I'm trying ride by, and as its ribs, as it's, you know, sliding itself forward on Cordelia's blade, try and lasso around its faceless head and kind of pull it off and drag it behind me. All right, Sure. Let's see here. I'm trying to think of what kind of move that would be. I'm going to say that is a... 
I'm gonna say that's a volley, actually. Volley, like throwing the action of the. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll be, I'll, the the I'll have to modify the consequences a bit if you get a seventy nine. But yeah, I'm gonna say that's a volley. Okay, that was a six. It's a six. Alrighty then. So yeah, uh, you wrap your um. Let's see. You go for it, but like you're a little too late. Um and like you the claw the ribcage closes around Cordelia and then you get the lasso on its head. And so now you are dragging both it and Cordelia away from the party. That yeah, works for me. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh no! Do you, do you think I Mortimer was able to notice this? Uh, I see that there. I'm, I'm, I'm buried. I, I'm buried in flesh, so I, I don't know if you. Yeah. Heard that. <laughs> so Cordelia, now that like you're inside it, like you can see it's the flesh on its chest, like sort of rip open and like there are a bunch of like uh, I'm trying to think of how to describe this bunch of polyps kind of like polypy tentacles with um suckers attached to them like very teethy suckers that are now moving towards your face Stupid family guy um, good blood. Uh, Rune is going to uh, uh, to go charging after them and attempt to like double hand, like stab his sword through the thing's head. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say that in doing so. Uh, I am pursuing my appetite for conquest um, because I Rune just really wants to kill something right, right. now. I'm going to say you're going to take a minus one to this roll because um, Mortimer is currently dragging the creature at high speed behind him. That's fine. I I can accept that. Um. Okay, so I'm going to do a hack and slash. Yep. Cool. Um, So since I'm pursuing one of my appetites, I will roll a a d6 plus a d8 instead of 2d6. Um, And my total is six. All right. Wait, no. Hang on. I'm sorry. I I screwed that up. Um, like a D6 plus a D8? My total is actually seven. All right. So sorry. just barely. I, did a, I, I actually had my modifier set to negative instead of positive. Yeah, so I get a seven. Okay, so you were aiming for its head? Yes. 
All right. Headshot. So, um, yeah, you, uh, your sword goes through about, like, half of its neck, um, also severing the lasso connection, so, like, it kind of mm-hmm. grinds to a halt, um, and as you're riding past, uh, it, um, it latches, as you're riding past, it, like, reaches its head up and latches its mouth onto your leg. Don't so you're going to take... Let's see. This is going to be... Uh, let's see. Two die six and I can re-roll. Alright. You're going to take uh, eight damage. Okay. Uh, so I'll reduce that by one because of my armor. Got those shin guards on. Uh, I actually don't have any actual armor, um, but I have, uh, one of my barbarian skills gives me armor when I'm not wearing armor. Oh, fuck. All right. That reminds me, you know. I bought armor. <laughs> oh, uh. Since you, since that attack didn't really directly help Cordelia's current situation, Cordelia, those those sucker tentacles are going to latch onto your face now, and they're going to begin sucking the blood out of your body. Uh, Why always with the blood? <laughs> yeah. So you're going to take also eight damage. Ouch. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't have armor for that, so yeah. No, <laughs> 8 damage. Alright, uh, also... Am I still uh, at the, oh, the 15 he healed me, or did I heal up from last night? Oh, you you healed up from last night. Um, also, uh, I forgot, Rune, roll your damage. Oh, right. I get to roll damage. Yes, you Um... Sorry, hang on, I need to find my damage. Okay. okay, so D10, D10 plus one. Uh, seven damage. Seven damage, okay. Um, and as, as it sucks blood from Cordelia, you can see, like, um, the, the flesh from the severed part of its neck like start to like sort of ooze out and reconnect awesome awesome yeah so this, the the its neck is slowly mending itself oh so i'm gonna shout out as i'm i notice my lasso is snapped off and uh i look back and see rune chopping away at this thing's head I'm going to shout back and add to Rune, like, so, uh, on your time on the surface, ever see anything like this? Because this is a new one for me. Um, Spout lore. Yeah, because that's a thing I'm good at. Uh, Spout lore, spout lore, spout lore. Can I give him a plus one Um, for prompting him? (laughs) If... (laughs) If your wisdom is better than your int, I'll let you use that. Oh, cool. Yeah, my my wisdom is zero and my int is minus one. So 
Rune's not really a book learning kind of guy. Um, so, uh, no, I got a five. So yeah, I have no yeah, idea. You've never is. seen this kind of creature before in your life. No, it definitely, it definitely seems like a void creature since its anatomy is really fucked up. Um, and that seems to be a thing among void creatures, but it's, it's nothing you've ever seen. Cool. Uh, I was just gonna say that, um, uh, just so, uh, just so you know, all of my attacks are, uh, forceful and messy. If that is, um, if that, if that is significant in any way. I'm trying to think for this guy, it might not be. Since it doesn't have typical anatomy, but I'll keep that in mind. Okay. Um, also, as a DM, I should note that uh, for every action not taken that directly tries to free Cordelia from her current situation, she will take damage from those tentacles. Understood. That's not a question. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Uh, about the simplicity power. Yeah? Does the aspect removed have to be a physical aspect? Nope. Okay. So I, I, I could potentially say, like, remove its aggression. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to use uh, simplicity. All right. Roll me 2d6 plus 1. 2d6... I got a 10. <laughs> All right. You increase your dogma by one, and okay. its reg- its aggression is removed. Uh, I didn't say I would do that. You'd... I was just asking if I could. What I actually like to remove oh, okay. is any kind of openings in its body, including, like, mouth or anything like that. So it would just be a completely smooth blob. Oh, okay. Sure. That happens. Like, all orifices are completely sealed. But how does it cool, 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 cool. Uh, I believe I still have an open telepathic connection with Cordelia. <laughs> You're right, you do. Hey, Cordelia, how you doing? Oh, uh, hey, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm figuring it out. I'm, I'm out of here. I got this. Alright, you gonna get out, Cordelia. Uh, mm, the cutting didn't work so well, but I think I'm gonna try some more cutting. Uh, can, can I, like, climb down and, like, pull out my knife and try to cut her out of this thing's belly? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, well, actually, it's, it's not the belly anymore, because the opening in the belly doesn't exist. What you have to do is actually pry the ribs open. Okay, that works too. So, I'll, I'll give you a, yeah, you can make a strength check for that. Okay. Uh, can I assist with this? <laughs> this seems like something I should Yeah, do. sure. Yeah, you can you can you can like again since you're no longer being held by the tentacle polyps, like you can kinda you can kinda like position yourself you can twist yourself around so you're facing the rib cage and sort of push back against it. Alright, I'm gonna push and try and help. Yeah, so yeah, you can do the aid action. All right, I got ten, so plus um, one, two. 
Yeah, uh, I got an eight. All right, so you have so together you have a. Oh, uh, it's a, on a ten plus. They take a plus one or minus. Oh, I can see plus one or minus two. It's eight or hinder. Okay, so you take a nine on your strength check. So yeah, you you open the rib cage up um, just long enough for Cordelia to get out, and then like you have to let it go, and it snaps shut because like the it's it snaps shut. It snaps shut almost with the strength of bear, of a bear trap because like this thing does not want to let it open. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. If it, if it, if you had gotten a ten plus on it, like you would have straight up broken the ribs. <laughs> All right. So uh, with that partially resolved, I'll go ahead and say, um, Tal. Uh, now that you're at Dogma Two, uh, you can choose your consequences, which is are on a seven to nine, choose two, increase your dogma by one. Remove an aspect from yourself, or you are hit by entropic backlash, and you take a stacking minus two on all rolls until you rest. Could you repeat those again? Increase dogma by one. Remove okay. an remove an aspect from yourself. Okay. Or you are hit by entropic backlash and take a stacking minus two on all rolls until you, until you rest. Okay. Do I have to choose that consequence now? No. This time you didn't because you rolled uh, a 10 plus. The only reason you took a dogma was because of that previous consequence you made uh, when you casted your spell. Right. All right. Uh, so the thing's still alive, but it's largely ineffective. The only method it has of attacking now is just like trying to capture people within its ribs. Can does it really have any form of locomotion at this point? Is it just like a beanbag chair with teeth now? <laughs> I mean, it can it can kind of yeah, it can kind of just roll really. <laughs> Is it? Um, can I just like try to like knife its head? It doesn't really have a head anymore. Are we just gonna all crowd around <laughs> it and just like stomp it, just like old-fashioned yeah. crew beat down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, kind of twirling right. my pickaxe like a baseball bat. Like, oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, what oh, do you? Right. How do? You, all right. How do you all decide to do this destruction of this creature? Well, first we turn on X gonna give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> just, just suddenly, just suddenly, like uh, Mortimer hits a button on the side of Barissimo, and a uh, cassette uh, dock just slides out of his belly. Yeah, the void has changed them in many marvelous ways. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, and kind of just, uh, you know, I kind of pull up, pull up real slow on Barissimo, hop off, take a last drag, cough a little bit, <laughs> flick it off into the distance, look around like, 
Let's take care of this thing. I think I turned that kid into Batman. <laughs> I don't think Batman smokes. All right, so <laughs> just throwing that out there. Hard nose from Batman. Uh, I'll have you. I'll have you know. Yeah. In the underground, uh, Batman totally does smoke. He is a weird bat creature. We're all scared of him. We killing this thing or what? Let's do it. In my head cannon. Yeah, yeah. No, let's let's uh, kill this sack okay, of flesh. Okay, yeah. So, um, if this if this were a uh, comedic television show, uh, this would be the part where it sort of like pans away from you all, and like all you can really hear is the sounds of like, uh, is the sounds of like meat being hit by tenderizers and like various disgusting squishing noises and like bonk this yeah <laughs> the, the yes the occasional honk um yeah you brutalize the thing it's you dis, you pound it into a pile of quivering flesh and juices it is it is no longer it is no longer living. Good job, everyone. Well, I don't know about y'all, but I feel much better now. Good I job, feel, everyone. I do feel kind of bad about that. We did it together as a team. And somebody hit the stop button on Barissimo. You, you saved Cordelia from a terrible fate of being sucked dry by weird polyp things. Mortimer's gonna... Yeah, we really messed up. Kind of... Just look at Cordelia and go look away. I'm going to go grab one of those ribs, pluck it out, take it, hop back on Barissimo. Are you just going to make a void pickaxe? <laughs> You're taking trophies from your killers? Yeah. Void pickaxe. Well, that isn't necessarily like a sadistic turn from uh, from from Mortimer. That's like that's fringe life. I mean, that's use true. every part of the um, yeah. use that, Void Touch Buffalo. Use every every yeah. Use every part of the average. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Talking about Monster Hunter earlier, but yeah, yeah. What? Welcome to the Monster Hunter portion of the game. Right. I want to turn that into a hat. There's not enough left to exist as a hat. I'm gonna put it on a bag and put it in my head. I mean, you can, I guess you could put a scrap of like kind of weird, pale, gross no, flesh God, on no. top of your head, no, but no, no. way ahead of you. <laughs> that's a- <laughs> that's actually um, the intent. Uh, when I was gonna start working on sort of uh, cleaning up that rib bone a little bit. And the idea is kind of like a make like a piker's helmet for Barissimo, like kind of like a unicorn's horn, in case we need to uh, charge something. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, Mad Maxing Barissimo out a little bit more for the surface. <laughs> yes, nice. Are we in a hurry to the surface? I mean, kinda. You're trying to get there. You're trying to get to Tiamat before Kyle does. Uh, how quick can I perform it, Kyle? <laughs> There's nothing to dissect. You already can see everything inside. I mean, it doesn't have any orifices, but still has stuff in there. I, I, you can get some samples, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll get some of the organs. 
I'm gonna write void monster organs in my inventory. Cool. <laughs> All right. So you continue on your journey, um, and thankfully the rest of the trip is uneventful. Um, and after another hour, you finally see light at the end of the tunnel, and it, you. It takes a while for your eyes to adjust, having been so accustomed to being underground. Um, and it's very bright initially, like almost blindingly so, as you step out into this onto the surface, and. It smells strange. It doesn't smell like under... It doesn't smell like you're used to air smelling. It smells almost electric. You as players will know this reference, but your characters won't. It smells like rain that's just about to happen. Uh, And the sky is... You sort of arrived just as... Like around, say, 3 o'clock... The sun's not high in the sky, but it's it's getting lower, um, and it's still light out. But there's cloud cover everywhere, and far up, you can see a giant sort of whale-like creature, like swimming through the air. Too far away to make out any details, but you can still tell that it's there and that it's huge, and that hopefully it just doesn't care about anything on the ground and all around you is grass and plants and actual like life but also as you gaze into the distance it's not alright there are ruins and there are there are electrical storms and there are pieces, there are whirlwinds of debris that are extending up into the sky as if gravity just forgot which way it was supposed to go. And you don't see anything yet, but it feels like it's going to be a long road ahead of you. You have a feeling it's going to be a long day? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so then we'll go ahead and end this episode here. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at StiltsTheGM and uh, also listen to my podcast, Jojo. Uh, you can listen to my other anime podcast, BakaCast, where we've been taking a break from our normal episodes and, and have been doing uh, something called JoJo's Bizarre Rewatch, where I take three people, including Kevin, though he hasn't been on the past couple episodes, <laughs> uh, and show them JoJo's Bizarre Adventure for the first time. Mitchell, where they where can they find you? Um, I don't tweet very much, but you can find me on Twitter, uh, Mitchell Dill, my first and last name. Um, and on SoundCloud, you could find like uh, some of the. And there's links on the Twitter too through that for some of the music um, been making for this thing and then other music projects. 
Yeah. I was going to suggest you plug your Sick Beats channel. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. Mitchell Dill. Just search that. <laughs> uh, Tal. Any plugs for uh, you? You can, you can find me at, at Kawaii Veltel on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna you know what actually no i'm not gonna try and i'm not gonna spell that out if you are deserving of following tal you will figure out listen the if you precise spelling of that if you know how to parse that i think you know how to spell it <laughs> yeah i agree uh shane i'm at actually i don't even know what my twitter handle is anymore i don't <laughs> seriously i don't i never tweet yeah. Also, I had to have. Also, I had to make a second one because somebody stole my actual name. Oh, seriously? Yeah. There's, there's a single tweet under my actual name. Wow. Um, and it just says, "Why are condoms so expensive?" <laughs> Good God. This, oh, man. this this Twitter was made when I was in high school, so sure hope that doesn't come up again. Are you sure it wasn't? Are you sure it wasn't your evil twin? No, I'm at at Rhea Shane on Twitter. Not much content there, though. Ty, where can do you want to plug anything? Yeah, no, I'm on Twitter. Serious Tiberius, T Tiberius with a Y. And you can follow me on Twitter at Stilts the GM. That's S T I L T S T H E G M. You can also send any Roll for Your Lives related things there. Alrighty. There's all our Twitter plugs. Uh, and yeah, thank you for joining us on this magical adventure of human suffering. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you next time.